When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Koen Bioma Law PLLC is 100% native owned and operated founded by Viren Koen Bioma. Their practice areas include corporate law, business transactions, finance, economic development, gaming, casino development, online gaming, real estate, environmental permitting and approvals, telecommunications, government affairs, employment and labor relations, historic preservation and cultural resources and energy. Koen Bioma Law is committed to making positive and lasting change in our communities as they support nonprofit volunteering, community activism, and employing Indian preference in hiring and vendor relations. Are now listening to the Carl and J Man Save the World podcast. I am your host, the five star, five diamond chef, J Man, and with me is the real life bubble boy, Carl. Hey, what's going on? It's great to be back here in the studio. Uh, yes, I, you know, I was out, or we were both out because, uh, uh, you know, last week we didn't we didn't record anything last week. So. We do apologize for missing uh, an episode last week, but that was due to several things. Uh, Carl got sick. I got sick. I got. I got. Carl got the vid. Yeah, I got COVID, and uh, you know, uh, Sita he was uh, tending to trying to be a real Hopi for was, once. Was actually trying to be a Hopi was for once. Actually trying to be a Hopi for once, and I did get COVID, and I, I must tell you that it was the worst four days of my life so in other words covid's real in other words covid is real yes it is real yeah <laughs> that's what the test strip told me in other words covid is still out there yeah that's what the test strip told me <laughs> <laughs> brought to you by the u.s government yes <laughs> and, and so but yeah unfortunately you did get sick but i guess you know good news is that you're 100 percent back better I, now i am or at least you you I, feel you I didn't am, die you i didn't, didn't die i didn't die yes <laughs> I'm I'm not 100% fully up there but I'm I'm good enough to say it's good enough. Mm-hmm. And then last week I was, uh, as you mentioned, attempting, doing my best impressions of being, of a, being a Hopi. Yeah. And so we had a dance out at Munkapi. I believe that there was also a dance out at Bakavi as well. And so, you know, there was uh, a lot of us that were doing our best impressions of what it was like to be be a Hopi. And so now at home, I got all this uh, produce. I got all this fruits and, and vegetables, soup, ever. And so now I'm eating healthy, which is kind of weird. <laughs> and that dance was actually sponsored by Munkabi Developers Corporation. So <laughs> congratulations <laughs> to... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that dance. It was the oh. dance in May that was presented by Monkopi oh. Developers Corporation. All you, oh, all, all you Monkopis are the same. So that's you get sponsored by both both parties. Well, speaking of sponsorships, I'd like to. Uh, we are presented by. Yes. 
Coin Vioma Law PLLC. And so I'd like to give them a big shout out that they are our presenting sponsors for season eight. And so give big shouts out to our boy, Varen Coen Vioma and Coen Vioma Law PLLC for hooking us up with that, which is why we are going to be able to be coming back to YouTube pretty soon. Yes. And that we will be hiring a media intern shortly. And we do have somebody in mind for that. And so hopefully he'll still accept the job. I know, right? He'll, help us to do that. And so I'd like to give a shout out to, to our other sponsors, to our other sponsors that help make our podcast as, as successful as it is. And so I'd like to give a shout out to the Native American Connections Tree Program. I'd like to give a shout out to Native Community Capital and our boy Dave Castillo. Big shouts out to Nurturing Indigenous Intelligence and their sponsor who is sponsoring them who is remaining anonymous, but uh, a very generous patron out there who is giving sponsorships for that. And then also too, while I'm keeping the shout out train going, I'd like to give a big shout out to our 30 pack circle of uh, contributors. All right, go ahead. 30 pack circle of givers. I feel like it's been a long time since we've been on the podcast. And so kind of getting out of the cycle, getting back into it. And so I'd like to give a big shout out to Alexis Kehi, Michaela Williams, Terry Hanani, Troy Lamovaya, Brandon Coyne, Marie Nachi, Deidre Leslie. Did you know that? She's my sister. Yeah. And she's, I, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, so uh, it's she's my it's, uh, wife. So it's unfortunate that, you know, I, I found that out. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what, what I get I do with that information. And so big shout out to Michael Ray. Big shout out to Vivica Shula, who's a new 30-pack circle. Welcome to the 30-pack circle. Shout out to Aaron McEmris, Donovan Goldtooth, our boy Dion Sania, our other boy Millard Gawanyama, Gary Lomayesva, and my good friend Mikel Larzalaire. All right. Well, thank you guys for <laughs> hit the wrong button. Hit our intro thing there. Um, but anyway, uh, thank you guys for contributing to us. Thank you for all of the 30-pack uh, Pepsi and the 30-pack of brisk iced tea. Uh, you know, we appreciate that. Shasta Cola. Shasta Cola. RC uh, Cola. Hey, we should throw a poll out there, like, like because we mentioned that there were some dances over the weekend. Yeah. What are the most popular brands of pop? I still call it pop. When I was growing up, it was called pop. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, now everybody's squeevy and calls it soda. But anyway, what would you say is the most popular pop? In most Hopi households. I would say Pepsi. Really? Yeah, I would say Pepsi. Because, uh, you know, the, the dances that do, and I, you know, in the past, I would go to several houses. And yeah, they would have Pepsi there. Pepsi and sure, what is it, Surefine products? You must be a, a, a rich Hopi <clears throat> because I, I don't know whose house has Pepsi. I was thinking more of like the the Bashes brands, the Shastas. <laughs> The RCs. You know what? You know what pops are real, real popular? My kids really like it. I actually like it too is the cactus coolers. Oh, yeah. The cactus coolers. Man, that's an old drink. That's it's like good. It's dated like a back pineapple, to the- 
pineapple, 1940s. citrus type of pop. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's really good. You know, um, I like to give a shout out. Okay. All right. So uh, just sit back, relax. It's going to take about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can finish my uh, Slim Jim then while, oh, while you're giving yeah, a shout exactly. out. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, around uh, around this time, yes, we do go to dances. And yes, there were uh, two dances that were uh, sponsored, uh, one at Bakavi and then one at Munkapi. And I just went over to the Bakavi side for, you know, less than, you know, half a dance. And I went over there just to see what all the, uh, you know, the ruckus was about. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. I just wanted to experience that, the being native again. <laughs> You had your camera. I had my camera. You're, you already had hashtag. Yeah, life it was already hashtag programmed into your phone. I was already uh, had my hand up just in case I got you know Hopi cookies and had to take a picture of them right quick, <laughs> you know. And uh, you know, it, it, at one of my soul's house, you know, uh, in in the village at uh, Bakavi, there was a family that was there, and I was just standing inside, just uh, watching the the beautiful dance and experiencing all what means to be native again. And this guy comes up, and I don't know his name. I'm so sorry that I didn't ask for your name, but he came up and he said, hey, are you you Carl from Carl and J-Man? And I looked over and I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh man, I, I, you know, I, I listen to you all the time, and you know, it's it's like he, he, you know, he wanted to give me a handshake, but you know, you know, a fist bump would probably be sufficing. So it was like, yeah, 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 I am, and it's so good to uh, see another fan out there and recognizing me and recognizing what we do on on a weekly basis. So I like to give a shout out to that guy that was in Bakavi. I'm sorry I didn't get your name, and I know that you listen to this every. Uh, I you listen to us all the time, so you know who you are at Bakavi, and shout out to you. Um, so con- congratulations on beating me. <laughs> That's funny that you mentioned that because I actually got a compliment about the podcast too, from somebody out at Munkapi of all places at the Kutinki. Oh, really? And they said, Hey, I like your podcast. <laughs> and they said, uh, thank you. <laughs> so shout out to you as well. And, and like Carl, I, I didn't get your name, but one of the things that we wanted to bring up, and unfortunately she's not here with us in the studio, but we do have a new addition to the Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast team. And so we would like to welcome AJ Nakwaitiwa from Hotvela Village, who is the newest member of our team. She is our new marketing intern. And so for all of the imagery that you have seen recently promoting our weekly episodes and moving forward, that is the work of her. And so once she's uh, in the studio physically, we'll bring her on and, you know, she can introduce herself herself and all of the information that she knows about herself that we don't know yet. And so she is a part of the team, but we do have a topic today. Kind yeah. of, kind of. We do have a topic today, kind of. It's going to be a, a smorgasbord episode. There's a lot of things going on around right now within that involves Hopi. We just got fresh off of the weekend, so, there, so I did have some thoughts about the weekend, some of the things that I saw, some of the things, some of the, the good speeches that I heard that yeah. kind of really, you know, touched the, t- soul, touched the right strings the, yeah. within my heart and then kind of really had me questioning uh, what, what my uh, priorities were. And so, you know, trying to reprioritize based off of what that I had heard over the weekend. But definitely, you know, some of the things that are going on contemporarily within our lives is that there's the world is on fire again, oh, yeah. literally again. 
Yeah, literally. And so you got a couple of fires that are raging out in Flagstaff. I believe that there's three fires that are happening simultaneously that involve the, the woods around Flagstaff, the northern part of our state. And so, you know, I think that the big concern with that is that, you know, it, it's uh, going on at one of our uh, sacred places, yeah. one of our most yeah. sacred places. At, at a and, church. And, and that being uh, Navata Keovi, which is the San Francisco Mountains, uh, which in Hopi is the place that uh, the Katsinas live. Yeah, like a church. Like, like, a, like a Hopi church. Like a Hopi church, pretty much. I, I suppose. I suppose. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's interesting because then you see a lot, or I see a lot. I should I should reframe yeah, that. Yeah, I, yeah. I see a lot of what some of the comments are as it pertains to the fires. And it's a real sad sight to see. I don't know if you've seen some of the imagery that people are sharing on social media or if you've seen any of it on the news or if you have seen any of it on the internet, but you know, basically the, the mountain is on fire. Yeah. Like if you see some of the images, the whole mountain is on fire and it's a real sad sight to see that, you know, the information was released that one of those fires was started by an individual and I don't know what the hell he was doing. He was trying to light his uh be on fire or something like that. And so that that's what uh, I guess started that fire. Yeah, it, it said that in a report that he was a homeless guy and he's been staying there for two days or two weeks, something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just read it real quickly. Yeah, something to that degree. So very unfortunate that that has started. But the dialogue, I guess, that's really popping up on social media from Hopis as far as that goes because I did see uh, a Hopi lady she kind of posted she was talking about her daughter because apparently you know they were present at one of the dances either at Munkapi or at Bakavi and she had shared what the comments were from her young daughter she must the, the daughter must have been like like five years old or less younger than that and she shared that her daughter had asked her mom if the Katsinas are going home on Sunday, aren't they going home straight into the fire? Uh-huh. And so that was the comment that was posted. And then he had many other comments that were being posted as it was directly pertaining to Ita Kwatsim to the Katsinas and to what they're going home to, basically, basically to their house on fire. Yeah. And it was just really interesting to me because then, you know, there's, I, I'm sure you've seen this painting. There's a painting. Of that depicts our katinam, like the Mong katinam are in the front of it's a line of katinas. Yeah, katinas yeah. are lined up, and basically it depicts them there at the San Francisco peaks, and the Mong katinas are in front. You have El Toto Aholi. Yeah, yeah, and then you know a couple of more important ones, and they're all basically in this line. And I, I think maybe the painter, whenever they painted that that painting, that it was to depict them departing their home to come to the villages yeah but somebody had shared that painting of our friends lined up leaving the mountains and somebody said i couldn't help but to think about the fire and i couldn't help but to think that this is probably how they're lined up trying to get away from the flames Uh i guess and so that's kind of been kind of one of the more popular posts that's been going around being shared and then, you know, I, I kind of had it in my, th- I had the thought in my head that because we're taught that 
our Kachina friends that they're very powerful beings. Yeah. Very, yeah. very powerful beings. So I had it in my thought that, you know, they're, they're not like animals. They're not like animals that are going to be fleeing this fire. That the fire is kind of almost in a way beneath them to where they're strong enough that they're going to be okay. Yeah. They're yeah. going to be okay. That was the thought in my head. But rather, I guess the issues are with those, with the animals that live in the mountains, their homes being destroyed, and of course, the people that live close to the mountains, and then the risk of their homes being destroyed because they live so close to the area. And so that that's kind of what's going on right now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's okay because Sinawa High School is open, so the Kachinas can go there and uh, <laughs> be saved. So, you know, it's all right. It's all right now. They, they they got those they, um, they got the care package they got those animal shelters <laughs> where people are taking their horses their dogs and cats so I guess like the the deer kachinas and the, <laughs> the ram kachinas uh, I think there was even a cat kachina out at Munkope I guess they they could go there they go there to uh, the humane society <laughs> I, I suppose so <laughs> and you know I, I mean I know it's not a joke but I mean I don't know it's just it's just there's just so many factors you know what I mean like in my mind at least I think that a big part of why the fires are the way that they are is because it's very dry it is it very, is very dry. very dry out there which is a result of this long drought and, and that, that we've been going through and I, I believe too is that you know, because we did, uh, because of what's happening, like the COVID, the sicknesses that are happening, it, it, it's just because we're not honoring our tradition as usual, and we're not <laughs> we're not honoring how we're supposed to be doing. But I but, I but I posted my cookie, my Hopi cookie pictures <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah, I always was, feel was that not fulfilling my duties <laughs> as a Hopi? <laughs> Only if you're from Phoenix. <laughs> But anyway, it's 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 so weird in a way that when we were back in the past, this thing, something similar like this had happened. You know, listening to Kwa and So, uh, hear the stories about like the drought, the you know the the rains that have not been coming, and it it happened before. It happened before in in their time when they were you know their young kids, and it did happen, you know, during their time. And, and to that, you know, it was because uh, they didn't pray hard enough. They weren't mm-hmm. doing their stuff. Mm-hmm. So they started to begin um, like waking up as, as Hopis and waking up as like, you know, this is who we are. This is how mm-hmm. we should be mm-hmm. doing things. And soon enough, everything came back again. All the Hopi stuff, all the traditional stuff started to come back. And today we're not doing that. You know, we're, we're in that rut where it's like, you know, oh yeah, let's shut down because of COVID. Let's shut down because too many people are getting sick. And I have to congratulate like Munkapi and Bakavi because during that time there because were- we said fuck COVID. Yeah. And during that time, you know, it was, it was the time of like getting back together, getting back to the, the basics part of, of being Hopi. And they said that let's not worry about COVID. Let's not worry about sickness, although it was still present. And although, although there were, you know, people and the numbers were rising up, they still honored that trying to get back into, um, you know, trying to get back into being 
what is like Hopi, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and putting that first rather than putting the sickness first. Mm-hmm. And I know that the sickness is scary and I know that the sickness is real. Uh, hence the little test tube that I sp- spat in. And, and, and all along with that is that, yes, we should still honor who we are and what we do as Hopis. Even though we are in this, still in this pandemic era, and it, 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 to me, I feel that we should just try to keep going, tr- try mm-hmm. to keep going mm-hmm. as strongly as possible because we're not dead yet. <laughs> the sickness has not killed our spirit. Yes, it has killed a lot of people, but it still has not killed our Hopi spirit just yet. Well, I guess to add on to what your comments are, I was going to save this till later on in the episode, but I might as well share it now because it pertains to exactly what you said is that um, as, as far as, as why we do this, right? Like yeah. We're, we're coming off of the weekend. There was two dances here on the reservation, which made a lot of people happy. Like like a lot of people were happy that the dances were happening. They were happy to see our friends I've heard reports that people were were so happy that they were weeping because you know what I mean like we've we've gone through hell within these last two years and oh, I think yeah. that we've talked about it and you mentioned that it shut things down and then so for our people to see Itaquatim again that it was a joyful a joyful experience despite it being 1000 degrees outside and we all actually look like real indians now because <laughs> we're all brown instead of being white like we normally are during the rest of the time of the year but you know people were happy about that they were happy to receive all the delicious goodies from our friends all of the vegetables and produce it was real funny because somebody actually posted on facebook they said that uh, the the Cracker Jack tree and the Cheez-Its tree must have died because the Katinas are only giving out fresh fruit and vegetables <laughs> out at Munkapi. <laughs> so that was kind of a funny comment, but it was it was something that was noticeable. And, and so, you know, people were really happy about the weekend. But I guess as far as our dances go, that, you know, you, you hear a lot of lessons from the older men. You yeah, hear a lot yeah. of lessons from the older men. And I was fortunate enough that one of the older men and from my village that he actually sat next to me uh, for parts of the dance. And, you know, he was really talking to me, telling me about, you know, some of the lessons yeah. that yeah. he had learned from his elders. Yeah. And then that, you know, he was sharing them with me as far as, you know, how we should move forward as Hopis. And then, you know, it's always nice to hear the, I guess the encouragement that's given by our eldermen to all of the men that are present and talking about encouraging our lives, talking about encouraging us to be good to our women folk. Yeah. Because we've mentioned before on this episode, on this podcast, that we can't have these dances without our without ladies. Without the women, yeah. Because they do so much for the ceremonies that we're able to be fit because of them. That all the visitors that come from different places to our villages, they're able to be fit because of them. That our Kachina friends are also be able to be fit, to be able to be taken care of as a lot of result of their, their hard work and preparation for our dances. And, you know, that was kind of always a thought that I've had, too, as far as our ceremonies, that even though some of them only last for a few days, two days, one day, Others maybe last a little bit longer, but the amount of time and effort and resources that go into it, it's like 
It's it's like that um, analogy that they say about an iceberg that you really yeah. only see yeah. the public performance is only the tip of the iceberg, but everything else is what's underneath the water. Yeah, that much larger portion of what's underneath the water, and so sometimes I think. When I visit other villages, when they're having their dances, that sometimes I think that, wow, I'm only here for a few hours enjoying the dance, enjoying the, the goodies that I get from the Kachina friends. But the people here in this village that they've spent months in preparation for this dance, doing different things to get ready for this dance, just for somebody like me to just come and enjoy it for a few hours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that that is true. That is very, very true. And so, but I guess really pertaining to kind of the encouragement that you get from from the older men during the ceremonies that over the weekend, I remember the men, they were telling us, they were saying that, you know, go to your homes, be kind to your women folk because they do so much for us men. And uh, basically what they were saying is that keep in mind all of the work that we've done for this dance and don't throw it away by going back to your kohopi ways yeah. by going back to be a drunkard or yeah. going back to being a womanizer or going back to slapping your kids around that pay attention and keep in mind all the effort all of the prayer all of everything that's gone into our dance but I remember when they said that like I just kind of felt bad because I remember thinking that while the dance was over in my head, it's like, in a few weeks, I get to go to Vegas. <laughs> I'm going to go to Vegas and, you know, I'm going to go be a kohopi. I'm going to do all of the things that people do in Vegas to have fun, to have a blast. And then yet, you know, these elders are telling us, you know, to keep your work that you put into this dance in mind. And then don't go throwing it away. Yeah. But yeah. yet here I am ready to go throw it away <laughs> so that I could go enjoy myself in Vegas. And I guess because I had that thought, that's when it really kind of like hit me over the head. Is that unfortunately that because of the way we live our lives is that sometimes I feel like our prayers aren't as strong. Because then he said in the long, long ago that they really depended upon these dances for their bus livelihood. Yeah. Because then if the dance made it rain, then they could eat. Because then their corn grew. Their yeah. Their beans grew. Their squash grew. Their melon grew. And so there was more sincerity, I guess, a long time ago when these dances were going on. But now it's like all we're concerned about is our trips that we want to go on. We're more Afterwards. concerned with... The concerts that we want to go to, we're more concerned with catching ourselves up with the shows that we missed out on on Netflix or Hulu during that whole time that we were being sacred and trying to help out with the dance. And so that was kind of like this big thought that I had in my head over the weekend. And so I was like walking away. It's like, fuck, well, no wonder why it doesn't rain anymore. <laughs> Fucking people like me that are more concerned about, <laughs> about oh, yeah, going, going to go to Vegas. Going on a trip rather than uh, <laughs> praying for the rain. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it's like I said, you know, we we lost our way. We're, we're slowly losing our way of, of how we see Hopi. And that's just one example that, yes, that is... It is true. It is very, very true that we don't honor 
what we're what we pray for and what we do as Hopi people. We rather go to you know somewhere nice where it has waterfalls and uh, slide rock and you know play golf and or watch a basketball game, and we rather do that than than to uh, honor or to keep that prayer in mind of like we should be we should be humble people we should be good people we should we should pray for the rain so everybody not just me but everybody can eat something and we don't we don't respect that anymore <laughs> we don't have that we don't have that mindset anymore and it's and it is true and uh, you know it, it's it's very very true of what what J-Man said that, yeah, even though he was being sacred and, you know, uh, he had a, I'm pretty sure he had a, you know, had that sacred sunburn going on. And, <laughs> but it is, it is true that we don't honor what we do as Hopis. It, it's just an interesting thing to think about because, I mean, I, I think really a lot of that has to do with the changing times because then you know people like us like we we don't we've never known things like famine before yeah we've never starved no we don't know things like drought we do to a degree because when we go plant it makes it harder to farm yeah because of the drought yeah but if our crops are unsuccessful we're still gonna eat we're still gonna eat no matter what but then you think about our ancestors that have experienced famine. Yeah. They truly know what it means to starve. And then so they're at that point to where I'm going to eat anything because I know what it's like to starve. Yeah. But then Quivias like me have to buy the name brand products because <laughs> I don't like the way that uh, the the generic brands taste. And then, you know, we're like, we're, we're so wasteful. We're so wasteful. And so one thing that I'm glad to admit that I try really tried hard to change my ways is that when my wife got home, she brought all of the 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 treats that our kids got. Yeah. I got I got right away, started sorting it out. I started putting things away in the refrigerator so it wouldn't go peke. I really made a strong attempt that if I got hungry and wanted to snack that I was just grabbing the fruit. Yeah. And all of the different snacks that my kids had gotten. So uh You'll be seeing posts of Hopi cookies from me for probably about a good week from from here on out. <laughs> and that I'm pretty sure that's still a guarded secret, right? The Hopi cookies. I think so. I yeah. think so. Yeah, I don't know, but I haven't seen a Navajo cookies post out there yet. So oh, yeah. As soon as you see that, then you know somebody leaked the information. Well, we're on KTNN, and we usually expose a lot of Hopi things on there too. So, so go listen to us on KTNN. Yeah, go listen to us on KTNN. You might <laughs> learn about Hopi cookies. <laughs> well, we're going to take a quick commercial break and then we'll be right back. Are you 16 to 25 years old and living in Maricopa County? If you are, Native American Connections TREE program provides free counseling, life skill development, housing navigation, and substance use treatment for 16 to 25 years old living in Maricopa County. Grow your roots with TREE. Gift cards are offered at every appointment, so call TREE today at 602-424-2060 or email them at youthtree at nativeconnections.org to sign up today. That's Y-O-U-T-H-T-R-E-E at nativeconnections.org. Native Community Capital is your trusted partner for home loans or financing your business. Visit us at nativecap.org or call us at 855-628-2272. 
Let's work together to rebuild tribal economies. Nurturing Indigenous Intelligence is a grassroots organization based on the Hopi Reservation. They work to alleviate the hardships in the community through acts of giving, from distributing school supplies, volunteering at various places, and working to expand their services. Follow them on Instagram at NurturingISquared and on Facebook at NISquaredTeam to find out more. And we're back. And we're back, and we also had a special request to talk about another bad thing that happened over the weekend and it's a real serious concern and you know I think today people are talking about it a whole lot because there was a statement released by the Hopi tribe but unfortunately a woman was killed in Hotvela village by a pack of wild dogs yeah I, I heard that too and uh, the the statement uh, st- says that it was um, it happened I think last Friday I believe last Friday yeah, yeah. and uh, the, you know the I guess these pack wild dog well they're not wild dogs they're actually uh, dogs that are are cared for basically and really? yeah and these dogs they just roam around because they believe that um, if they're not being fed properly. They just go around and they just start harassing other other pets and other dogs. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you know, this woman was caught in the crossfire and she had uh, sustained a lot of injury, which resulted in her her um, her demise. Mm-hmm. And so I guess out of respect, we won't focus so much on the death aspect oh, yeah. of this part. And, you know, we really do send, send our regards like to the family, to yeah, the families whoever, whoever that is, and, yeah, you know, it, it's 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 becoming a problem because you and I have talked about this off air before, and you actually made a joke on this podcast, the Hopi Reservation, where there's actually more dogs than people, yeah. But it's beginning to a problem, and I remember that you shared a statistic with me. I think you said that something along the lines that each village, at the minimum, has at least fifty dogs, yeah, that don't. That aren't owned. Yeah. That aren't owned by anybody. So I, I don't know if that classifies them as wild dogs, but definitely they homeless dogs, dogs that aren't being cared for. And so you have so many dogs. And I mean, like it, it's weird. It's a weird thing. Like this, the topic of dogs, because like we're in a society. I feel like where dogs, some dogs are treated a lot better than a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> where, where dogs are given so much more care. Than a lot of people like like you. Did you know that they have spas for dogs? For, for dogs, really? They have hotels for dogs, and you have like those really weird dog people that dress their dogs up like people. Yeah, and then they you know carry them around like that. Like there's just, I in my opinion, I feel like online at least through social media that there's so much. It, it's pro dog. Like, it's very pro-dog because then, you know, there's this narrative out there about animal cruelty, which is a real thing. Yeah. And, you know, it, it just creates this real negative negative aspect towards people who mistreat dogs. Yeah. But I am not afraid to admit this. I can't stand dogs. Oh, yeah. I cannot effing stand them. And I, I think the reason why I can't stand them is because just what the dynamics are like here on the reservation. Because you go walking... Through whether it's through the village or even where I live in Tuba, that you go walking, you can't walk like a quarter of a mile 
without being barked at by a dog. Yeah. And it's so annoying. Like to me, it's so annoying because then you're walking, you're minding your own business, literally minding your own business. And then it just says, ruff, 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 ruff. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then in your mind, you're just like, shut the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and you just want them to stop because then it makes you, it makes it so uncomfortable, especially like with this story because you don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. Because they'll run up to you. And you don't know if they're going to bite you. I've had dogs bite at my heels numerous times. I've never actually gotten a, a dog to actually bite me, but I've had them bite at my heels. And like, I'm at this point where I'm not afraid to take my keys out and start swinging. Yeah. And, yeah. and see if I can catch one. And I guess really for me, that's kind of really why I have this stance on dogs is just because of how it is here on the reservation that they're so... Um, what what is the word but basically they bother you yeah they bother you and you like, know i i really don't know why that is i don't know if that's just the natural um characteristics of how dogs are but one of the things that i've noticed is that when i think about when we were young when we were like in high school right yeah i used to be a cross-country runner which was depicted strongly in uh one of our episodes but so he says <laughs> <laughs> but you used to be able to go run anywhere everywhere and not worry about being harassed by dogs like this was an actual thing and then but now in the 2022s like i mentioned before you can't go a quarter mile on foot anywhere without being harassed by a dog and i have a younger clan brother who's uh, actually a, a pretty good runner he, he's been doing really good running in his marathons but you see him running all over the place because you know moon club is a small place tuba is a yeah. small place yeah yeah and you know he's somebody that's starting to get some recognition because of how well he's been doing shout out to him to my little brother kyle uh so much cuckoo, but he's been running and you see him running you see him running throughout tuba you see him running throughout our villages but very recently he got bit in the ass by a dog mm. because he was running he told me that he was well i think i think he actually had stopped running he was on a run and then he stopped running and he saw these dogs kind of huddled together yeah and then they saw him and he said that oh shit they're they're gonna come after me yeah and then sure enough they came after him and then one of them got him in the ass Damn. and it required him to go to the hospital and and get you know get seen for his his wounds yeah and but that's just you know kind of what the problem is out here on the reservation as far as these dogs go yeah exactly i mean like you know uh out here on the reservation uh, they have what is called a free roam um a free roam, what is it? The, the a law, a free roam law mm -hmm, mm -hmm. out here on the reservation is that you don't you don't need to tie up your dog, or you don't need to have uh, have them um, bound to anything or like in a secure location. And it's it's the law that that's out here on the Hopi reservation that states that uh, they can do whatever they want, and they can they can harass people if they want to. They can kill people if they want to they can hurt people if they want to and it is true it is true that because there are no laws pertaining to humans saying that if your dog uh, bites somebody you would be fine there are no laws to that it's um, basically just says that you know they can free roam anywhere where they want to and just as long as they have their shots so they literally run the place so they literally run the place <laughs> and so I <clears throat> uh, talking with um uh, what was it? The, the the humane society out here, the the dog people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they said that. Yeah, we're bound by that law where we can't do anything more. 
even if you guys call us to uh, capture these dogs, we don't have any room because there are so many dogs out here that we just can't, we just can't uh, handle all of that. And there's only limited staff out here. Even Coconino, uh, where they usually place the dogs, they're overpopulated because of so many stray, so dogs. Many stray dogs out here on the reservation. And even Coconino said that all 90% of the dogs that are housed there are from Navajo and Hopi Reservation. All res dogs. All res dogs. So not all res dogs are good dogs? Not all res dogs are good dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, you know, I, I also, at least at least pertaining to Tuba, I, I'm pretty sure that maybe the dynamic is same out here on Hopi. But I, I had this thought that, you know, I think that the reason why there, another reason as to why there are so many dogs is that I feel like that a lot of people get dogs to help use them to protect their property. Oh, yeah. To protect their homes. And because we're native, we keep a lot of things outside, outside of just the broken vehicles. We keep a lot of property outside. Usually now in this day and age that uh, Hopi families keep their corn outside. As opposed to inside the home, which they yeah, used to do yeah, yeah. a long time ago, but now it's kept outside. And so people want this, want their stuff that's outside to be protected as well. And so you get dogs to help keep away. Primarily, especially in Tuba, it's primarily who you want to keep away are the meth heads. Yeah. Because that's a pandemic too, that you got so many meth heads. You got so many alcoholics walking around. And I don't know if you've ever seen the South Park episode that depict the homeless people because a lot of these methods are homeless. Yeah. Yeah. And you got in South Park, that South Park episode where they got the homeless people being depicted as zombies. Yeah. And so now we got kind of this apocalypse going on where dogs are eating people and methods are stealing everything setting all these different structures on fire. And so it's like, and then our mountains are burning and all this crisis is going on. <laughs> and so man, we better go back to our old ways and stop worrying about Vegas and all of these concerts that we want to go to and start praying. That's why I'm, I'm a real Hopi. <laughs> that's why you're a bubble boy. <laughs> that's, that's the reason why I don't go outside. <laughs> But, you know, yeah, like uh, pertaining to those dogs, I mean, like if you are listening to this, uh, this is just a short PSA from Carl and J-Man, CJ Podcast, acknowledges that, yes, these are real events. And yes, we we should be doing something on our end. And so uh, I encourage everyone to who is listening to this to go out and to make sure that these dogs are well fed, well taken care mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. and be, if, be a good dog. Be owner. a good, be dog, a good o- dog. Yeah, owner. be a good dog owner. Um and if you do see anything that is strange from pack dogs like that, uh, call them, them. Yeah, report them. Report them to the local uh, law enforcement, and they will help you along the way to get to proper channels and to uh, make sure that these pack dogs don't hurt anybody. Or you could take it into your own hands. And oh yeah, there are no laws against the shotgun. There are no laws against that either. So pull out the slingshot. <laughs> no, I can't. yeah, and there are no laws against that as well too. So. But, you know, well, you know, it's funny because, you know, I I reference social media a lot because that seems to where all the conversations are are happening as far as Hopi goes. But I remember people were talking about this issue prior to this very unfortunate incident that happened over the weekend. But I remember people were talking about this and 
somebody was saying that you know the the village the council needs to do something the council yeah. needs to do something about this and i remember one of the council repre- representatives i i won't out him because uh, I, I'm friendly with the guy. But one of the council representatives, he saw this and he made a comment and he said, no, it should be the individual owners that should be responsible for these dogs. Yeah. But what if the individual owners are bad pet owners? They don't feed their dogs. They don't care for their dogs. But they like to have them around. And then these bad dogs, these dogs turn into bad dogs. Yeah. And as you mentioned before, because they're starved, they tend to bite at, at anything that's moving. And then, then what then? Like, like how, how would you fix this problem? Like, how does this problem get solved? I don't know. I mean, like, the, the best thing to do is to try to minimize or like to fix your dog. Like you know, the spate. Yeah, like, like neuter it. Um, what, what was yeah. the host of the the prices? Right, you remember him? Um, Bob Barker. Bob Barker. Yeah. Spade and new to your pets. He used to say that <laughs> after every episode. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Spay new to your pets. That's like the the best thing to control the the population here, because yes, it is true that for every village there are about fifty to sixty wild dogs that have no owners or nobody to uh, take care of them. So, and they turn feral. Because mm-hmm. of all the the coyotes out here, and they start to mate with them because the coyotes are teaching them that you know there's food out here rather than inside of the village. I, I thought you were going to make a joke that I was going to insult your clan people again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all them uh, coyote girls are mating with all these <laughs> ugly dogs out here. So <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> That's why you can't hold down a husband. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> but I, I did want to say before we move on on from this topic is that I'm sure there are good dogs out there. Right? Oh, yeah. There, there, are, there, are, there good are good dogs. dogs there are good family dogs. There are good dog owners out there. Yes, that, there that take very good care of their dogs, feed them properly, uh, teach them how to, I guess, blend in with society or yeah. teach them how to to be a good dog within society and you know for those people out there we commend you for being a good dog owner and taking care of your dogs for the good dogs out there j-man doesn't hate you as long as you don't bark at me or bite me then you know you're cool with me like because i guess there are some dogs actually that do jump on top of you and like want to play with you yeah yeah like that i've experienced those dogs it's just those damn res dogs that bark at you for just walking by, those are the ones that I can't Just stand. for living? Just for living, those are the ones that I can't stand. Yeah, exactly. But I did want to. Well, uh, did you have anything to add? For, no, I mean, like, on? you know, just the same thing. Just spay and neuter your dogs or whatever you, or your animals and just take care of them. And uh, the the, to- the topic of this episode is actually going to be Hopi cookies. Oh, okay. It's going to be Hopi cookies. And I wanted to, for us to talk about this before we go, but... Because we're coming off of a dance weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned this to you before we started recording. As of today, which is less than 48 hours removed from the dances, I have seen at least 10 posts about Hopi cookies. Mm. Must be a moon cuppy thing (laughs) because I never saw. I just saw your post about Hopi cookies. 
Well, on Facebook, I think you have like 10 friends and then on Instagram, you have like five. So I, I guess I really <laughs> wouldn't expect you to see a whole lot through through your social media eyes. Yeah, that's probably true too. <laughs> but ba- I, I seen all these posts about cookies, but I guess really it's a practice that is a thing. Yeah. That after any dance, whether it's in Mun Kapi or Pa Kapi or any other village for that matters, that you're going to see Hopi cookies on social media. Why do we post pictures of Hopi cookies on social media? Because we, we want other people to be jealous that they got <laughs> them from, you know, from a spirit God. And we got these and we're going to enjoy them and not you. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to be stingy. Yeah, we're going to be stingy. With our cookies. And it's only... Which you know, is completely opposite of what we're supposed to be doing. You know, it, it's only like these urban a- Indians that do that. It's so weird because, yeah, I did see some no, posts. There's, there's Res Hopis no, that do it too. Res Hopis, they post it because they just want you to make you jealous. <laughs> Res, you know, these urban Hopis, they want to do it because they're only out here a couple of days and they just want to post something about them being native that's pretty much it <laughs> as you continue to grow your the i hate carl fan group which is growing by numbers after every episode because <laughs> it's true that i actually did post a picture of my hopey cookies too that i received over the weekend on social media but i did it mockingly i i did like i spelt out hashtag yeah, instead yeah. of doing the actual hashtag i, I spelt hashtag blessed because there seems to be two sides of the coin as far as posting our Hopi cookies on social media. Yeah. There's a side that does it proudly. They say they use the actual hashtag Hopi life. They use the actual hashtag blessed. Or they'll put something like felt great to be back in the motherland. Yeah. Yeah. And got to be Hopi again for the weekend. That's one side of the coin. But then the other side of the coin are assholes like us that like to mock that practice. <laughs> why, why is it that we like to mock that practice? Because we hate urban, uh, urban uh, Hopis, that's why. That's the only reason why. We don't hate urban Hopis. We love <laughs> urban Hopis. Carl's just a very hateful man. And so, you know, I, I did mention in a, a previous episode that there are these res Indians out here like Carl and that, you know, they're like spiny cacti that you unfortunately have to step around and then once in a while when you step into one then you got to deal with the sharpness that comes from stepping on it but they are out here they are part of our uh, community so which is something that we have to learn to work (laughs) around but they they serve a purpose well we're we're the we're the truthers out here because we're we're, we're the real uh, we're the real truthers out here which are turtles which are very much a part of our (laughs) ceremonial practices that they eat these cactus and so you know that, that that's their purpose their purpose is to to be eaten by something that helps us to get to where we should be. And so, you know, that, that's kind of uh, this group of Hopis that, that Carl is a part of. But no, yep. Carl, that is definitely not a sentiment that is, that is shared by all it here is, it at is the shared by Carl because in J-Man podcast. We're, we're, the, we're the real truthers out here, so. <laughs> <laughs> you have a very narrow perspective of, of life. And it, so, you know. Exactly. And it you, should be like you, that. You miss, you miss the bigger picture. Okay, okay. You no, miss okay. the bigger okay, picture. Okay, l- listen to this one here. Um, remember you you posted something about like uh, on on social media. You said that, would you rather be called indigenous or Indian? Yes, or, yeah. I, I, I did yeah, ask yeah, that yeah, question. Yeah. I did ask that and, question. 
to me, I don't care about indigenous. I rather be called a Hopi. I uh-huh. rather, yeah, mm-hmm. like be called your your own person, or your like, own tribe. Your own tribe. Who cares about if you're being called whoever it's going to be like indigenous or an Indian or Native American? You know, it, it, you're just but, putting. But we're we're indigenous and deadly. <laughs> no, we're Hopi. <laughs> Hopi, and we don't like urban Hopis. <laughs> So, so to me, I think we should have like that narrow mindset of like just being called Hopi. Be called who you are rather than, no, I'm going to be called indigenous. I li- I'd rather be called indigenous or rather be called your first name. Like, you know, oh, if you're, if you're Frank or Floyd or whatever your name is, be called that rather than just being say, hey, you want to be called indigenous? And like, no, I want to be called, you know, Floyd or Frank or, you know, Barry or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, or just call, you know, honor us like who we are, like as Hopis. I'm a Hopi. I'm a Hopi, Hopi uh, person, you know, come from the Hopi tribe. But you don't run those. Are you really Hopi? <laughs> <laughs> well, 90% of us don't <laughs> run anyway. So are you a real Hopi? I, I, I run. I, I've been running. Running from I, your, I, I slimmed down. I running slimmed from down. your wife. <laughs> <laughs> but back to this topic on cookies. Yeah, go ahead. And so, you know, we, we, I don't know. It's just interesting to me, though, that there are these two sides of it. Because I guess really from, from, from those that mock that type of practice. Yeah. yeah. I, I think for us, because I did mention at the very beginning of the episode that so much effort and time goes into our dances that posting anything on social media should be the last thing on your mind or that in a way that it tends to like like you said like we're bragging about it yeah like oh you don't have this but i have it yeah and i'm gonna enjoy this i'm mocking you that's why i'm posting this yeah but then when you add that hashtag hopey life hashtag blessed it kind of defeats the purpose of those terms of hopey life of really being blessed because then, you know, within our ceremonies, what they say is that, you know, when you have something that you should share it, yeah, that you should share it with your family, share it with your neighbors, share it with those, because that that's the real good way about being a Hopi. Yeah, exactly. And real Hopis don't hate anybody. So uh, when Carl says that he hates our urban relatives, then, you know, that, that shows the true color of his lomos, so. Yeah, it means that I hate everybody. So. <laughs> if you're not Hopi, if you're not a real Hopi, then you should be hated. Don't hate yourself, Carl. That's, you know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We got, we got programs for that out here. But, so. you know, again, it's great to be back here in the studio. And it's great to uh, do all of these things once again. Because, yes, uh, like I said in the beginning, COVID is real. COVID is something that you should acknowledge that it is here to stay and we should honor it as as something that is going to be here forever. We should honor it. We should honor it. Yes. Or honor the that the sickness that is going to be here for a very, very long time. I don't think that's the right term, Carl. Well, what 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 would you use? <laughs> we should, should be mindful. No, we should we be, should be mindful. No, no, okay. Not not on we we should be respectful to this uh to this disease here, I, I I still don't think that, that that's. That the right is, I word. think that's a good. I, I don't. I, I think my word was more correct. No, it's not. Yes, it is. You're urban, so I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, if you guys got this far, thank you again for listening to us. If you want to contribute something or to uh, to donate something, go to anchor.fm slash cjpodcast85 to become a monthly donor. Or if you just want to donate $1 or more, go to buymeacoffee.com slash cjpodcast. 
And if you're not following us on our social media accounts, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter is working. Twitter is working. We're active on Twitter, thanks to AJ, our new intern. Twitter is available, and so you can find us all across the boards at Carl and J-Man. I did mention that we are working to get our YouTube back up and active by bringing on additional more folks. And so we'd like to thank our sponsors for helping us out with that. And I think that's it. Or actually, you know what I also forgot to mention? If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to leave us a five-star review because you're not five stars unless you're Apple podcast review says that you're five stars listen to us also on spotify they break us off a little a little breadcrumbs here and there as well and so we'd like to thank you for listening to us all right well thank you again for listening to carl and j-man save the world podcast my name is carl and this is my best friend j-man so long, quick, quick.